for providing this wonderful environment to have this workshop, whatever you want to call it. And um, Anita emailed me last week and asked if I would introduce Paul, and I said I'd be glad to. And uh, I began to think about, well, why, why is she asking me? And I was thinking, one day, uh, Barbara, my wife Barbara, and, and Jenny and I were sitting around, and we all admitted that we had a, a spiritual crush on Paul. I bet he's listening a little. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, um, a few things I want to say, just a few things, I'll keep it brief about Paul, my experience with Paul, and that is um, one of the things I appreciate about him greatly is how elegant his metaphors and analogies are, that they really, for me, you know, are elegant pointers. And that, you know, this, this, Section is traveling lighter with Paul is entitled to put on it. And my, my experience is there are two things I, I experienced when I've been listening to Paul. And um, one is that actually it, my life is, I do travel lighter through life, having done that. And the second is, is that he makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> And those of you who have seen him know what I'm talking about. And those of you that not are in for a great treat, and now he really has to deliver. So, <laughs> yes. oh, thank you. I don't know him at all, but it's nice. We introduced by a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, it'd be actually the title would be better: "Life uh, Traveling Lighter Without Paul." Because really, you're not going to travel lighter with Paul or with Steve or with Mary. That's the whole desire and drive, is we want to travel lighter with ourselves instead of from ourselves. And we want to get ourselves better or get to a point where it's okay. But you see, let's say if you do a retreat three weeks or two weeks and you're out, you're not getting calls from the outside, your bills aren't coming in, you know, you're getting massaged every day, you have vegan gourmet food, yes, eagle claw bathtubs in each private room, you meditate three times, or whatever, you see the teacher five times a day, you're getting tantric massages, everything great, and then the last Sunday, you get to a point where everything is fine, it's all lined up, I feel fucking great, I'm emotionally stable, I feel peace, and this and that, and it's beautiful, but then 901 shows up, and then 902 shows up, and conditions change, yeah, because you're attempting to have your okayness is based on other conditions, your emotional, mental, physical, circumstantial, financial states. And there's no way you're ever going to get them lined up and have them stabilize because things come and go here. It's a very, very volatile situation. So, And we always are living under the dry current of time. So you can feel freaking great at 10 o'clock and at 10.05 you're in an earth-shattering event. Something is very suspicious about that. 
that something could change so dramatically. So the whole point is, it truly is, is traveling lighter without Paul. That's the, that's the one seeming qualification. Because most of us have been trying to travel lighter as Paul and as Bill for fucking years. And look, and here we are, once again. <laughs> so really, this message, to me, you ever see cigarette packs? packs they have that warning, this could be dangerous to your health and you, you smoking like this. Well, this idea, to me, is like a warning. This message. And the warning is is that there is an activity, probably the quickest process of all processes here, is the process of the mental state bringing about a sense of being a self. Yeah? I call it selfing. Yeah? It happens supposedly in 50th of a second. And therefore, in time, which all the other things we're doing, let's say paths and practices and processes, are of time. How are they going to beat that which is prior to them? So if the self-thing's main drive is the claim, anything and everything it comes in contact with, when that feeling of being that non-existent thing, like Ramana Maharshi puts it beautifully, he says, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. It's beautiful, really. The presupposing. Now, a supposing is like an assuming. Yeah? But it's beautiful that they use the word pre because the assumption, which happens after the fact, yeah? after the sense of being awake, consciously seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, that mental state is a process that, that shows up after the fact, but it presupposes that you are the non-existent thing before the fact. So now you have a feeling you're conscious. Not consciousness is all there is, but your conscious. You see? So the presupposing of a non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Now you can say wanting to get, if you were at a different meeting, wanting to get a bologna sandwich for the non-existent thing, or wanting to get a pair of pants for the non-existent thing. But basically, there is a non-existent thing that's being assumed to be that which is existing. That's the dilemma. Yeah? That which comes after is implied to be before. That's what it's doing. That's what selfing does. The selfing comes after, but it implies that there's someone before. That you're the one who's seeing, you're the one who's feeling, you're the one, as this, that's tasting and touching. So now consciousness, which is the constant evidence that we're all inherently awake, yeah, gets neutered by us thinking we're conscious. And now it becomes an attribute we can work on and we can have and then we get it and then we lose it. And it's all this mental state playing God over consciousness. Now how are you going to get out of something that you could not possibly be in? It's impossible. You cannot transcend an imaginary place. So all the presupposing a non-existent thing doesn't, doesn't change the fact that it's non-existing. You don't have if you you don't have to kill it or vanquish it. You don't have to go back to make sure it's dead. It doesn't exist. It's an activity. It's a mental activity. It cannot produce what it's implying is already there. It cannot produce it. All it can do is convince that which we are, which is reality, to lend this reality to this idea of being a non-existent thing. 
So it's through the act of being identified as a self, that's the bondage of self. The bondage of self is an activity, pure and simple. It could never fucking happen, it seems to happen. It seems like it's so, so real when we're believing it, and then it's seen through very easily when we're not believing it. So we're the reality, lending reality to things through being identified as a thing. And the mental state keeps reinforcing this identification by presupposing, by insinuating, by assuming, by implying that what comes after, which is the feeling of being Paul, is before everything. And therefore the before, the before which is being, or what do you call it, consciousness, or whatever it is, the before now becomes something that comes after you. You're the one who's conscious. You're the thinker, you're the feeler, you're the doer, you're the haver, you're the loser. This is all the same act being duplicated and repeated constantly by a mental state. There's doing, right? It arises after the doing, or is actually a, an aspect of doing, and then it, said, it implies that you are the doer. That's the presupposing of the non-existent thing. Now the non-existent thing gets emphasized every time there's an action that occurs. Because the action's being used by the mental state to imply the actor. That's the bondage of self. If you see it, you're not looking from it. If you're not looking from it, you can't be bonded as it. No freaking way. The freedom is inherently so. The freedom to bo- of bondage is prior to bondage. It's prior. This has never happened. That's why it works. That's why this solution works. Because it's a solution to an imaginary problem. As soon as that dawns, there's no need for a solution. That's the solution. And that's that, really. (laughs) (laughs) Then you go to a store, you do this or do that. But now you travel lighter because you're not the Paul that's traveling. Because if it's the Paul that's traveling, it thinks it's really worthy and deserving of tons of fucking thinking about why I did what I did today. Yeah? And it's not enough just to deal with that. You You start, the mental state will go back 30 years and think about shit you never even did. Assuming you were the doer of it. And then, out of imaginary fields, tons of guilt and shame is being harvested all fucking day for something you had nothing to do with. This is what happens here. The mental state implies... Listen to the language. Listen to it. Not hear... See... Is it... (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's, you can see it and if the scene is occurring at all times always available right where you are with no requirements necessary then the scene is so obviously so because there's no effort or thought involved in it you cannot do yourself into scene nor can you do yourself out of scene yeah? we I humbly believe are all, all inherently awake and then here you can seem to be awake to that fact, or you can be seem to be asleep to that fact. It doesn't change the fact. It does not change the fact one iota if you're awake to it or not awake to it. It's awake. Yeah. And awakeness is beautiful because it's not doing it, it's being it. Yeah. Look at 
conscious contact today. <coughs> Yesterday I woke up seemingly in San Francisco. Today I wake up in North Carolina. A whole lot of shit changed, but did that which seemed to wake up change? The same consciousness that was holding the space for San Francisco is the same consciousness that now is holding the space for North Carolina. The, the consciousness wasn't exhausted by taking the plane ride. <laughs> It was like it didn't have to go to a consciousness gym and work out to you know, get its conscious abs better. It didn't have to do like that. It's demonstrating no thought or effort, is it? Do you go to seeing classes? Maybe you go to yoga classes, eating classes, therapy, psychological, psychiatry, everything. But seeing, you're not like seeing, you know? seeing, <laughs> hearing, feeling, tasting. No. It's always available with no thought of effort. You wake up in the morning and you're on. And you were on while you were you were idling, so to speak, in sleep, but now you're on and you're active. And there's no thought of effort. Why would you believe that you could get back there through thought and effort? It doesn't demonstrate any thought of effort, ever. Just recognize what you're not. And that, and that will lead to the recognition you're the seeing of what you're not. That's what we are. We're the seeing. We're not the seer of what we're not. That would be another what you're not. It's the seeing of what you're not. And that which is seen cannot be seen. That which is hearing cannot be heard. That which is feeling cannot be felt. That which is tasting cannot be tasted. You and I do not have the privilege of knowing what we are. We're so past that, that point. We're being what we are. There's a, I went to a, I used to give a talk at a bookstore. I don't think they want me back anymore. But I did this talk where I live. And uh, they sell tons of New Age books. And there was a book, a 900-page book on consciousness. Now... <coughs> Why would you want to study 900 pages about something you are? Wouldn't it be much wiser to be it? Yeah. I don't want to become a knower of consciousness. <laughs> I am conscious. <laughs> Why would I want to know what I am when it's afforded to us the possibility of being what we are? Why would I want to take what I am and make it a topic to what I'm not? Why not study what you're not, yeah, and then you'll find out exactly what you are by realizing what you're not. Instead of trying to get to that, that place you've never left, yeah, you'll be able to go to the store in peace. You know, you order a latte and your big decision, should I have three shots or two? It <laughs> fucking doesn't mean that much. Yeah. You live life without Paul. See, life with Paul could have 12 volumes. Life without Paul doesn't even have an author page. <laughs> it's all blank. You make it what you want. It could be a comedy. It doesn't matter. So this beautiful thing, and then Ramana finishes it up beautifully. So there's this pre... And this is just the essence of selfing. What is that space where the first presupposing of a non-existent thing occurs. Isn't that the space of being? Isn't that the big M mind? And then the mental activity that, let's say, the relative or conditional mind offers up this idea, hey, you're a fucking thing. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. 
not that you're a non-existent thing, because that would have been the end of the story, but the non-existent thing implies that it's existing. Yeah? So there it is. You're right in that space, that context of mind, and this idea arises. And the idea is, hey, I'm a non-existent thing. And then the whole system, the thought system, the memories, the perceptions are all all geared to reinforce, to reassume, to reimply that which you're not, that you're this body. Okay? So then he says, All right, if this is the case, then when your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? If your spiritual practices themselves are being used to reinforce the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? Like St. Francis says, what's looking are you looking for? How the mental state interprets that, you and I are looking for what's looking. It's totally been objectified by the non-existent thing, and now you go on a large hunt to find out what's looking, while all the time you are what's looking. So St. Francis wanted to save us a huge amount of time by just switching it. What's looking, not who's looking, what's looking is what you and I are looking for. What does that do to the you and I looking for, with the what's looking preceding it? What does it do? It stops it in its tracks, doesn't it? Why would what's looking be looking for itself? It doesn't make any sense. It makes a lot of sense when it gets objectified into this mythical what's looking, like the all-seeing eye somewhere in the cave in Himalayas, then you and I would be fucking made very noble in certain social circles to be looking for it, yeah? We could spend a lot of years and buying carpets as we went and rugs and nice, you know, ethnic clothing and have uh, flutes on the walls and then, yes, I'm still pursuing what's looking. It's like a fucking white tiger or something, you know, almost extinct. Yeah, it sounds great. You can write tons of blog posts and everything. Oh, I was I almost saw it today. What's looking? <laughs> I got a little glimpse, like like what's his name? Bigfoot or something. I almost saw it, I swear. But St. Francis goes, What's looking is what you're looking for. Wait, wow, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, I but see what happens is the mental state hears this. And goes, well, I got that freaking in- ticket to India. <laughs> I've signed up for that retreat. I'm not really sure I want to entertain this view. <laughs> it's so much more comfortable to be with the U's and I's that are looking for what's looking than to have it all stop and I have all that money spent. <laughs> what's looking is what you're looking for. So the beauty, see, this is the beauty of it. The mental. It's like a mental heist. That which comes after is implying that it's before. So every doing that's being done, the mental state is using it to imply the doer. Every feeling that ever seemed to have occurred, the mental state is using that feeling. It's not saying there's no feelings. The feelings seem to happen. But it's implying that there's a feeler. 
So there's the thoughts, the feelings, the doings. Everything is being used in this one hidden purpose to point back to the non-existent thing. So its existence gets verified by all this real shit happening, but it is being attributed to an unreal figure, a phantom. Yeah. So in Zen, they would say the finger pointing at the moon. In this case, there's not even a moon. There's just pointing. So the mental state is pointing, presupposing, assuming, implying that you're a someone. Yeah? And then everything else that it claims, the feelings, the thoughts, the actions, it's using to reinforce that story. So it's really a beautiful statement, bondage of self, because there is no self. If there was, it would be bonded to self. It would be you are a thing, and then there's some other thing called self, and you're bonded to it, like a handcuff with, to a chair. But the bondage of is of self. Self is the mother and father of bondage. Like Paul, like in old history, they have languages where the, your name would be Paul, son of Steve, or uh, you know, son of Mary. So it's bondage of self. Without the sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, there's no bondage. There needs to have be a, a sense of self to be a bonded to. Yes. So the bondage is of self. So not the point is is not to try to get out of the bondage. That's being quote unquote in self. See if you're in self, and if you're not in self, you're out of the bondage. That's the, that's how it freaking works in a way. It's like a back door. Yeah. You don't move towards that which you want to move towards. You realize you're not that that's moving towards anything, and then you find yourself to be right where you are at all times with no requirement necessary. It's not exciting. It isn't, because you don't get higher belts as you go. It's just you're awake to being awake. Whoopee-dee! It's not a huge event, really. It's much better if you weren't awake and you became awake. Fuck! I could call every one of my friends up. You know, I'm now awake. But you're awake to what? There's an old story Ramana uses. I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's pretty nice. Where a lady, she has a necklace and she loses it. So she goes to all her friends and says, Can you please help me find the necklace? So they're going, they're looking, looking, they can't find it. And they, oh, and one guy says, I know a great finder of necklaces. We've got to travel far. Are you willing to go? I'll do anything to find that necklace. All right, so they buy it. Of course, he goes with her. <laughs> she pays for both tickets. <laughs> and they go and they, they truck around and stop at all his favorite haunts. And then they, oh, there's the cave where the finder of necklaces is. So they go in. Oh, great finder of necklace. Can you please help me find the necklace? It's on your neck. What? Oh, yeah, it's on your neck. And so there's a realization, but the thing is, it's always been on her neck. She never lost the thing, yeah? It's always been there. The guy points it out. But the funny thing, and then she goes, oh, I found my necklace. And then she goes and sees all her friends and say, tells her, I finally found my necklace. But it was never lost. So she did, did she actually find it? It never had been gone anywhere, yeah? But the funny thing is, when she thought it was lost, she was miserable, and now that she thinks she's found it, she's really happy. Now, this is the tricky one. But it was always there. Yeah. So, was the misery really based on she lost her necklace? Because the necklace hadn't gone anywhere. 
the misery was based on her belief she lost the necklace. This is it. This is the whole point. Something that's always there is hard to notice with these perceptual eyes. You're not going to see it. Just like the fish probably has no idea it's in the ocean. And if the fish has self-centeredness, many of them may be complaining how dry they are. Yeah? They would. And it would be serious. And the other people who felt dry would be agreeing and they'd have this big story about how dry they were when they were immersed in water all freaking day. It's like the idea of the wave in the ocean. The wave wants, let's say the wave's not having a good time as a wave. Other people are breaking on shores of Hawaii. It's breaking off of New Jersey shores. And it's, it's very unhappy. And no one rides it. And no, you know, nothing. It's just whatever. And so it's, so it's bigger. It hears about this thing called the ocean. It says, oh, I want to get an experience the ocean. I think it can make me feel a whole lot better as a wave. So now it studies, and it has a story. I would love to, 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 to like, unite with the ocean. I'd love to be absorbed by the ocean, but as a wave. (laughs) So now, its whole relationship with the ocean is it can only experience it every once in a while, but more infrequently not. It can read books about it. It can read scriptures about it. But the fact is, it is the ocean. The only thing it needs to do is question the waveness. As soon as it questions the waveness, suddenly, how long does it take for the ocean to dawn dawn on itself? No time whatsoever. And when it dawned, was there any other time when it had not been the ocean? No. If this dawns on you, it shows you immediately, I hope it will, when it dawns on you that nothing, it has always been this way. It invalidates the whole story here. Not in a terrible, denying way. It's just not so. You know? So when what is so appears in an obvious way here, it really just negates every freaking thing else. It isn't like not so is real, not so is real, and then suddenly something happened, and now something else is real. What so? It isn't. What so arises, seemingly, it's never arisen, but it seems to arise, and it informs you that nothing that you thought ever had happened. <laughs> That's the good news. (laughs) You can take yourself lightly. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ, I was worrying about something that never fucking happened. It's crazy. So, this whole point is see see what's occurring. To me, they're all warnings. Just like Huang Po, a great master, Zen master, said... You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can do it for eons, nothing's going to happen. You can't use the light to seek the light. You can't use big M mind to seek BM mind. If there's an activity of seeking, there must be a denial of the basic state. Why would the Buddha ever seek the Buddha? If, if, if you know what I mean? Why would the Buddha ever seek the Buddha? It would be the greatest way to forget that it's the Buddha by looking for himself. How long would it be for the Buddha to realize it's the Buddha? No time at all. And what effort and thought would it take? None whatsoever. When is it available? Now. 
Will the availability stay available? Yes. As long as you're here, it's available. Because you're the Buddha. <laughs> you don't see the beauty of... It's so incredible. Being is so different than doing and knowing, man. You would... You would you don't need to learn anymore. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> You're not. More learning isn't going to bring you being. <laughs> it isn't. There's no bringing forth of being. It's available. It's right. It's it's us right now. As much as being isn't in, in a process of becoming more being, <laughs> or, or the most being, or, or the lesser being. It's just being. Yeah, it's not culminating or reaching a crescendo. It's just always it. It's always available at all times, right where we're sitting. Yeah, like what's looking is what we're looking for. It doesn't say what's looking and then eight pages of requirements for us to become what we're looking for. <laughs> it's what's looking is what you're looking for, like right now. So I, what I saw, and all the, what happened with me, <coughs> well, this one thing happened. Something had changed, and there was a statement in recovery. I come from recovery. And there was a statement that I had read many, 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 many times, because I used to teach a course in this one area, this inventory process. And it was a simple thing, and it says, being convinced that self, yeah, so convinced means to believe with certainty, being convinced that self, manifested in various ways, is what has defeated us. So, it was very clear it was calling self a something, and then us a something other. Yeah? So, here we are. So, this is all of us, and then there's this thing, I say it's a non-thing, this idea that implies it's a thing, yeah, of self, that manifests in a lot of ways to defeat us. And if you're convinced of that, we will now look at some of its common manifestations in people's lives. And the first thing we look at is resentment and fear and stuff like that. So now, if you follow it, that fear and resentment are manifestations of self in our lives. They're not our manifestations, in a sense. Yes? So uh, something, some process is developing and producing effects through us. And that's the self in the thought system. Yeah? And yet, when you talk to people, a lot of people, they keep saying all the effects of self are theirs. They went through the language. They my resentments, my fears, my this, my that. But they're not being generated by what you are. They're being generated by what we are, being identified as what we're not. Yeah? Through this bondage of self. Yes? So... As soon as that dawned on me, because it already had dawned, and when I read that, I saw self as like a foreign installment or a parasitical movement. But it doesn't matter how it's pictured, as long as it's pictured as other. Because the mind works in mental in images more than words, yeah? So I saw it as other. And then as soon as I saw it clearly as other, the next possibility that was always possible but hadn't been to me showed up, which is I can be free from it. And that works. Yeah? So I saw what I wasn't. So in other words, I wasn't attempting to move towards a goal that it believed would release it. I was freed from that idea 
of being one that was bound, yeah? So the one of the major effects was I lost all interest in the need to be liberated because what needs to be liberated is not you. <laughs> Seriously. You're like, it's a, it's just, you're just actually redoubling down on a small mistake, yeah? So all these interests that I had looking like I would call them a lot of spiritual and were dismissed like in a second, yeah? My spiritual pants fell down and I never pulled them back up. I've been walking around naked. I even came on the plane naked in North Carolina. And I'm naked right now. Yeah. So that's me. And it's like Nizagadada Mirage, a great uh, master, says, hey, the guy, lady was asking him about, well, you're... Uh, are we all princes? He says, well, if you don't know if you're a prince or not, live as one and see what happens. Yeah? So let's see. Let's see if, if you start living as the source of that, of that which you've always been looking for. See what happens. Maybe you will actually echo the validity of it. Yeah? Maybe there'll be an aha or an unspoken yes, and you'll know prior to all knowing. Yeah? You'll have a sense of what you are that will give you a leavening agent to all the shit about what you're not. So there's a seeming, and then suddenly you realize, Jesus Christ, I've been looking at for myself as a thing when I'm not a thing. So all the mental landscape is, all, is verbs that imply nouns. And this wind blew through and blew all the nouns in my mental landscape, and I saw everything as verbing. Everything is just verbing. There's no thing. There's no nouns to be found. Yeah? It's just verbing. It's sort of like if you went to the river and you put a glass of water in there and you went home and you put it on your mantle and said, this is the Colorado River. But it's just water. You lost the essence of the river, which is rivering. You can't capture that. Yeah? You think you know the river, but that's not the river. Yeah? You can't know being... You can only be being. So the point is, when you see, when you start, and this is the movement. If you want to, if you want anything to study, why don't you recognize the criminal? And the first movement it does is it claims everything it comes in contact with. How do you notice that? Well, all the words, all the thoughts seem to be preceded by my. All your feelings seem to be preceded by my. So there's a claiming of the feelings. There's a claiming of the thoughts, and the thoughts are the actions of the most, they're the thickest chain of all, that they're my actions. So it's using all these things, yeah, to keep implying, reinforcing, reassuming that you're a non-existent thing. So it's moving the starting point, it's forgetting what comes before by placing itself there, and it now moves you back to the Alpha and the Omega, and now you may even look for what you are out on the game board. Yeah? but from a false reference point. All you need to do is see what you're not, and that's that. And it doesn't take a lot of time to see what you're not. You're seeing what you're not all day. So the my is the most influential. And then you can go on riff. We have a lot of time. We can riff on tons of things. Just the idea of time. Do you know the sense or the influence of time all day? Watch everyone driving. All their experiences and behaviors are based on time. Us. We're, being, we're constantly moving from a seeming moment that doesn't 
doesn't measure up to what we want to a fucking future moment we'll, we, we hope will replace this moment it's all time and we don't even know we're a huge player in it we're dreaming time if you're having a bad day or if you're at work it seems to go slow if you're surfing it seems to go fast doesn't it give you a sense that wait a minute it seems like I have a lot to do with time <laughs> it's usually based on my condition <laughs> all the thoughts are totally drenched in time the thought system the thought system pictures you and I as a body you can't be thought about as anything other than that you're thought about as a body. When your thought system thinks about what happened to you four years ago, you're pictured as a body. That's what the, that's what triggers mind. Mind immediately pictures you as a body. That's the bondage of self. And then when it's worrying about you in the future, it's worrying about you as a body. The whole thought system is cons- its whole sen- system is based on self. It's a, it's a self-centered system. So the center of the system, that which is always being thought about or thought from, is the sense of self. That's the act of the bondage of self. But it needs your compliance. What is that thing that's constantly talking in your head? Who's it talking to? Doesn't it spend a lot of time trying to convince something up there to do something? Doesn't it? I know for me, as a recovered alcoholic, I mean, if I was a self, I would just be fucking loaded now. But something has to talk to me incessantly for five days to finally say, lead me to a point of fuck it. And they're like, oh, fuck it. Then it says, hey, let's have a drink. (laughs) Who is that it was talking to? Or what was that it was talking to? Doesn't it sound like something's trying to convince something up there? What is that silent thing that all the yapping's attempting to convince? (laughs) Yes. And the point is, a thought happening in your head and held as yours can have a huge amount amount of effect on you. That same thought seen as yours from here has no effect on me. But the same thought, if it was happening here and I was holding it as mine, it would have a huge amount of effect, or at least the ability effect. It's not the thoughts, obviously. It's not the feelings and it's not the actions. It's the my. It's that, that phantom act that we're not noticing. The act of selfing, that my, that 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 is placed prior to the action, prior to the feelings, prior to the thoughts, that's giving all the meaning to the actions, the feelings, and the thoughts. And a lot of those meanings are being used to bond mind to the idea that it's a body. It's not something that ever happened. It can seem to be happening all the time, but it never happened. It can never happen, but it can seem to happen. Seemingly is the most important word here. It means it appears to be true or false to you. You're the final arbiter. Not as you as this, but you as mind are the final arbiter here. We are the only reality there is. When something seems as real as real can be, it must be seeming as real as real could be to what is real. Where else would it ever get a sense of reality? Unless it was given to it by reality. That's what's happening here all day. We're dreaming. Do you ever read The Course of Miracles, people? There's a beautiful statement in The Course. It says, you and I are the dreaming of this dream. 
imagine, we forget that we're dreaming. This is the important point. Now, how could dreaming forget its dreaming? It can only seem to forget its dreaming, and it needs time and space to do that. Yeah? In timelessness, this just never happened. Only in time can it seem to happen. Yeah? So you and I are the dreaming of the dream. They say the dreamer, but I don't like nouns, so the dreaming. The dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. How the hell are we forgetting that we're dreaming? By remembering we're the dreamt. If I, if you can be perceived, you cannot be what's perceiving. So the dreamt, yeah. So you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that somehow, <laughs> seemingly. See, it can't happen, but it can seem to happen. And in that state, we now in this state, we give everything we dreamt—thoughts, feelings, everything—the power to affect us as the body. Sounds like everyone's day. Really? I mean, you could give this to every human if there are any humans. And this would be the diagram of everyone's fucking day. We're the dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming, and we give everything we dreamt the power to affect us. That's the story. Yes? Now, the point is, is how does the dreaming forget? It's through the identification as this non-existent thing. It forgets that it's the dreaming. And now, suddenly, everything it's dreaming has the ability to affect it as the non-existent thing. And then, not only that, it'll be gone over millions of fucking times in the mental state. It'll be given tons of meaning, ad nausea, and it'll just go on and on and on and on, and this poor freaking body will be seen as the center of the universe, and it's like taking all this lovely North Carolina dispersed sunlight, and then focusing on one body, you would incinerate it. We have <laughs> the mental states like a magnifying glass, getting in front of the sun of all suns and turning all that focus on you as the center of the universe. You, that which is always thought about. <laughs> you, that which... <laughs> you know, that's why everyone's going so fucking neurotic and they got to get high. You're trying to escape from being the center of the universe. It's too much. This is just a Toyota. It's not supposed to be the head car at the Indy 500. It's just a utilitarian truck. Gets me to North Carolina. It's not fucking like a like a float in the Rose Parade. You know? It's not just... It's not, it's not worthy of millions of thoughts all fucking day. It really isn't. I was a house painter. I needed maybe 14 a day to do my job. You know, I was always coming in there before walls, some trim, a ceiling. It wasn't much to think about. What were these 800,000 thoughts doing? They were reinforcing the idea that you're the thinker, that you're the painter, that you're the data, that you're the this. That's all it is. It's an activity. It can never complete the mission. That's why it keeps on going. Because it can only make something seem to be real to what is real. It cannot bring anything into reality. We're already there as reality. And we're not a thing. So for me, this like I just did a... You know, ever hear kirtan music? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hymnal music. I've been running into kirtan people. 
So I was in Toronto, and they opened up for me the last two times. And it's beautiful. And if you're available and present, which we all are, you can really get evoke, you know, moved like in half a second. I was, you know, swinging, you know, picturing the beloved. It's great. And then I get up to speak, and I said, "Well, here's the bad news." <laughs> I hate to be a bad bringer of bad tidings. I do enjoy it in a weird way. Because <laughs> really, this isn't you know there is a very distinct difference between being and doing and having. Yeah, there's a huge distinction between being and experience. This isn't an experience. Yeah. It's not an experience. It's not based on phenomena. It's the inherent context. It's the inherent state prior to all states. It's something other than an experience or a phenomenal event. It's being. It's it's like contextual. Yeah? You can't separate yourself from it to experience it. You can't get any distance from it to know it. You can you're just totally sentenced to be it. And now you can seemingly act like you're not, but that can only be held in time, and it doesn't last long. Every night you go to sleep, it's all fucking forgotten. Yeah? And that which is has never been ruffled by anything that's ever happened. There's no tattoo that you've ever done has been left on that space. It's like a big sky. It allows everything to appear in it, yet nothing that anything that appears in it has no effect on it. That's what mind is like. It's big, open, contextual... So when you have an expansion in mind, it's not mind expanding. It's an expansion in mind. And it's almost like a sonar thing. It, the, the pings go out and it never hits anything. It just keeps going. Never hits. You never get a ping. When you throw that rock in this well, you never hear a sound. That's our nature. Always available at all times. We don't have to try to configure this nature to get in line with it. It's using it quite well right now. Yeah? So here's the sky. Planes are flying through it all day. I've never heard one report that a plane called the tower and said I ran into a big chunk of sky. <laughs> yeah? Clouds. I never seen the. Cl- I never seen the sky turn into a cloud when a hundred clouds appeared in it. It hit critical mass and turned into a cloud. No, clouds come and go. Sky's always there. Three hundred sixty-five days of July Fourth. Uh, experiment. You know, like celebrations. Never rip the sky open. Birds take a shit. Doesn't land on the sky. Lands on your car. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. When it rains, the earth gets wet. It doesn't. That's what mind is like. You know, as a mimicking. As a as an illustration. There's nothing that's ever happened here that's left a mark in it, ever. You know? So here, you know, these talks really aren't pointed to you. I hate to break the news to you. This this has happened in L.A. a lot. People would come to the guy who was watching the door and tell him, everything this guy says goes over my head. So he asked me after the meeting, I said, that's true, that's where I'm aiming. I'm aiming over your head. 
because it's going to do you no good for you to hear about mind, but it's going to do a lot of good possible if mind hears about a you. <laughs> when mind gets a clue that it's not you, <laughs> so this is sort of like spiritual, like spiritual sperm, yeah. So we are releasing, so we're throwing stuff because the mental state's very fast. It's going to claim things very quickly. I mean, unbelievable. When you hear the message, it's going to be a feeling if you heard the message. When you think you had an awakening, the you will claim it and you'll think you had an awakening. Yeah, the you is going to always glom on, try to attempt to own something. And as soon as it claims something, it nudes it. Yeah? So it doesn't surrender its system and enter that. It morphs that to fit into its system. That's what it does. Yeah. You see the movement? Yeah. So this thing, it's so quick. So it has mitts, like, you know, it's, you know that move, that Death Star in Star Wars? Yeah, like they blowing all the fucking little fighter planes in. But one gets through, one sperm gets through and, get, and hits the egg, the contextual egg, and this conception of an idea, and the idea is I'm not that. And then suddenly, like a twin is born, comes right out after it, I can be free from it. That's the message. It's possible, but not to you, but it's possible. Yeah. The point is to keep overwhelming the system, keep throwing balls over the head, because it's like that picture of a thousand arm injure or something. With that mix of catching fucking, I'm not that, you know. <laughs> one, all that needs is one to get through. If one gets through and that conception occurs, the gig's over, basically. The gig will continue. It's weird. It's like that famous statement uh, first there is the mountain, then there is no mountain, then there is a mountain. Well, here it's even, actually, the, you could add on to that. First there is no mountain, and then there is a mountain. And then there is no mountain, and then there's a mountain again. So first there is no self, then there seems to be a self, and then the self seems disappears, and then there's a sense of self again. The self, the sense of self keeps getting produced, but now it's not seen to be you. That's the whole difference. If you're trying to change this thing's patterning or programming, it's pointless. Just see it's not about you. Yeah? So now, instead of listening to it intently, you'll be hearing it because your consciousness. Yeah. You're going to hear it, but that doesn't mean you need to listen to it. And now you'll be directed or led. Let's say in the course that we'd be talking about, you're going to be led by something here. I mean, something's leading us as action figures. So let's say you're being led by the system, the self-centered system. Yeah, and then you surrender, let's say, to the Holy Spirit or whatever, the higher power in AA, and then you're led by that. The systems are totally different. One has self as the center, the other system doesn't. You travel a lot, lot later. Yes? You get to be used. And while you're being used, while you, you, there's a realization of presence, and then that presence is obviously based on that you'll be available, and when you're available, you're of service be put to use yeah and this is to me that's one of the highest levels of a mental state surrender gratitude being useful being used yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, that's it, I think. <laughs> yeah? You're going to get nothing anyway. So <laughs> maybe a, like an hour of nothing. And you come back and get more nothing tomorrow. When you total all the more nothings, it's the same amount. Nothing. Yeah, you came in here with it, you're going to leave. Nothing's actually radically changed. That's the beautiful thing. There's some base that we all are in that's going unnoticed that doesn't change based on anything. Yeah, always available at all times. You can rest there. Yeah. So, any questions today? What time are we ending? Today? Three o'clock. Have long questions. Very long. <laughs> long, drawn out questions. Talk about playing God. Oh, uh, the playing God—that's a thing from recovery, which is important because to me, the mental state is playing God. That's what it's doing. That's the mental state, the self is playing God. So it says in AA, first, the biggest thing in AA is the principle of surrender, yes? But even that is preceded by this idea of quit playing God. So quit playing God is, for me, recognizing that which is playing God isn't you, yeah? Because in a way, when you're identified with the selfing, it's using your God-like juice to play God with. Yes? The selfing can't produce any effects, but it can produce effects by us, by what we are. So we're like the God, the God-like juice, and the selfing gets the juice by we becoming identified with its idea of us. And then it's now disperses, starts playing God. Maybe you can't play God in all of Raleigh, but it can play God in your little porno theater up there pretty well. Yes? So the whole point is quit playing God. Now the view of that is you're not that which is playing God. That's sort of that would that would be the basis of the experience. Sort of like the like the the basis of getting out of self isn't based on getting out of self. It's realizing you're never in self. But your experience, how you would translate it, would I I feel like I'm out of self. But you didn't get out of self. You realize you were never in self. See, it's the solution is before, not after. Yeah. So the, the the assumed fact isn't seen to be a fact from here. When you come after it, it's a fact, and then you may be trying to deny it and work against it and try to minimize it. But before it, there's no fact involved, so there's not much effort. Yes, there's no effort to leave an imaginary place. And it, would, and it would take no time to leave an imaginary place, yes? That's what it's like. Our experiences, we believe, are based on us getting out of something that we thought we were in. The stabilization of that seeming experience is realizing you were never in that which you thought you got out of. Mm. That's, the, that's how it really stabilizes, as a not an experience or an attitude, but as a basis, like a state, as you travel. It doesn't come from you getting out of something. It's it's it comes from recognizing you were never in it. Yeah, it's totally different because if you think you got out of something, you can also think you'll go back in it, and that's the whole dualistic spin cycle. But prior to it, there's no dualistic counterpoint. Yes, so the freedom isn't conditional. It's prior. 
So, yeah, and our starting point is here, not after this, yeah? We're not that which is bound. Yeah. If you see things from here, you're basically fucked in a lot of ways, and then you need to get skillful means to limit the getting fucked, you know, and maybe shorten how long you're getting fucked. In a way, a lot of ways. But here, it's a different ball game because this finally hit the right number. This is what you are. Yeah? And it will inform you, obviously, when you hit there because maybe it will become like the last answer to you or the unspoken yes. It won't be like something that has to get re-upped and reinvigorated and re-re-re. It has its own... It, it self-generates, yeah? The being is being. Just like consciousness isn't doing consciousness, it's being conscious. It's a different flavor, yeah? Now, if you had to do, if you had to start it up, and then you'd have to keep putting gas in it so it could keep doing it, that would be a that would be something else. But in this topic, it isn't that way. It's being. It's on its own energy source, and it's not yours in a sense. <laughs> it's not the mental state, nor is it based on your doing and having. It's based. All of this shit's based on it. Yeah, the whole life of the fish is based on the ocean. The ocean isn't an experience for the fish. The whole life is based on the ocean. Without the ocean, there'd be no fish, yes? Yeah. Where does the recovery, uh, where does the recovery or, uh, you know, therapy or any of the psychobabble world fit into any of this? Well, let's say here. In other words, in other words, um, you said you were in recovery. Um, but why? I mean, what difference does it make? Well, at one point it made a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're you're not, you know. Well, you can outgrow something, but not, you don't have to leave it. Yes, you can outgrow something, but you don't have to leave it. It's just my way. Of, it's just the way of life I'm in. But I want to talk about what you said. See, mind is manifesting on many different levels, yes, in this dreaming. So if you're, let's say this message, there is no body, there's nothing wrong, and yet you're in another experience where your house is on fire and your house is burning and your arm's burning, what does that person need to hear? They need to hear, where's the nearest source of water, based on where they're at, yes? They don't need to hear, there is no fire, there is no water. They can hear that when the fire is put out. They'll be more apt to be willing to hear about it. But while they're getting burned alive, they're fucking stake Because if we are the reality, lending reality to situations, then that situation to that person is as real as real could be. Yes? And if you know anything about subjective experience... I, do, I have no idea what kind of hells people are conjuring up in their situations that lead them to, to suicide or other things or to drink again. I can't say because it's not a typical patented experience. It's a subjective one and shit's been making up like unbelievably. So when someone, I would look like, hey, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you and they believe there's a huge amount wrong with them. Hey, all right. You know, what I would say to them, and if they're believing that, is do some service. Go out and help someone else, not a family member. Some, you know, go to a soup kitchen, and I bet you you'll get some relief from being that which you're taking yourself to be by getting out of it, yes? Another moment, if he comes back three months later, I may be sitting down and say, hey, listen, 
You know, this whole act of selfing is this supporting this non-existent thing, and then trying to live a life based on the non-existent thing. It's all appropriateness. Yeah. So wherever you find yourself, seemingly you're not there, but wherever you find yourself, certain messages are more apropos at that moment than other messages. Yeah. So I go home. I work with people in AA, and I and I'm helpful here. If I was helpful, I'd be doing you a disservice. <laughs> really. I'm not the helper of that person. I'm not the one that's not helping you. That's the good news. Um, there's flexibility in my life. <laughs> I don't have to sit out of the room. There is no self. No one needs any help. That's fucking crazy. That's just mental. That's like mental arthritis. They don't have. There's no. There's no having this thing. It's being it. Yeah. And it's the river will run into a lot of areas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It doesn't have a big, oh, I can't go there. You know, it's just, it's nature. Yeah. So that's, that seems very contradictory and very paradoxical, but only to a failed system of thought. <laughs> Isn't it? Our idea of paradox, where does it come from? From a failed system of thought trying to figure out how things really work here. It's totally mind-boggling to see how things work. It doesn't go this, therefore, that. It does. You do this, you get that, everything will be great. It doesn't go that way. <laughs> it can go any way it wants. Yeah. We got 25 minutes of long questions. <laughs> oh, no, no, let's go to a, see if anyone else is in the cabinet second one. We'll go another round. No? All right, you're ready. Okay. I, I really like what you said about um, being and experience not being the same thing. Um, and I wonder if you could expand on that some. You can't experience being. You are being, yes? You cannot have an experience of what you are. Well, is the experience, what you're saying is, once it, once it becomes an experience, then you, you start identifying whether you're not in the being because all of a sudden the experience makes you separate yourself from the being. That no, I'm not saying that. The experience can be expression of the being, but the mental states claiming of the, of the, the expression of the being and saying it's your experience, that's now new to this, in a sense. You see? That's the act. The heist is so fast, you usually start at, after the heist. That's all I'm saying. That's what was really shown to me, like going to satsangs and stuff. I heard people share in a certain affirming, positive manner, like the all-oneness and this and that. But the point is, what was hearing it was totally rooted in two-ness. Yeah? Much more important to question the referencing, the format that you seem to be displaying, more than giving you great ideas you know, about what is. I'd rather just see what's not and then find out what is. You don't need any ideas. Things will be revealed. Downloads will occur. But the whole point I found is, here's the message. You're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. And then the first myth comes up, and here's the message. And it's, it's a sheep myth. And it goes, I can become like a lion. That's not the message. This is how fast... That's what I was talking about with the Death Star and stuff, right? You hear this message, but something's going to claim hearing this message, and it's probably going to go home and think about 
more so the messenger usually than the message. Because <laughs> that's a great way to negate the message is negating the messenger. <laughs> I don't like that messenger, therefore fuck the messenger. <laughs> I'm just a mailman. I'm not. I don't even want to go home and read the letters with you. I'm just giving you the spiritual subpoena. See what happens. I know it. I have faith in it. I've watched thousands of people. I watched it. And I, I have faith in what's happening. I just have faith in it. You know, because we're all sitting in it right this very second. So where were we? What was the question? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was talking about... You know, I just want to throw you one thing. You, you are me, the answer. You want me to throw... You can, you can throw me out. Oh, no, no. It'd be too much work. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is going to end. I can outweigh you. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were. I was just trying to say we were talking about the relationship between being and experience. Well, the being can't be experienced. That's the point. You'd have to be something else to experience it. If you're being, how can you experience being? You can only be being. Yes. It's much different. Yeah. Experiences come and go. Well, can I just make one other comment? <laughs> yes. If, if you want, I mean... Oh, you don't worry, honey. It's all right. I would be happy. You're not, you, they're not going to let you back in tomorrow. <laughs> make it the most of it. It's <laughs> at <laughs> 3 o'clock, your attendance is finito. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be accused of, of too much ego. And I'll just, I'll just uh, ask, make another tiny comment. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking as you were speaking about um, uh, a retreat I went to, that part tall, and someone asked him about sex, about sex, and he said, "Well, you know, his comment about sex was that, uh, you know, he was sitting. I guess this was a treat, retreat in India, and he was out meditating, and he saw a monkey that was on a tree in a." The monkey started having sex with this other monkey right away, and then finished, and then jumped to another tree and ate a banana. And so Eckhart said, that's sex. <laughs> that's what it's about. <laughs> and my question was, what about the little baby monkeys? Who is taking care of them while he's having this wonderful uh, moment. Uh, let's, we'll not go there. This isn't the right context. Sorry. That message. No, it's fine. Somewhere Sorry. else, yeah. But, but my, I guess my point is where does, you know, I mean, in this being world, where does this uh, sense of, um, I don't know, is there is there any sense of responsibility to others and other, others? For sure. In the being, or not? In the being sense of the word? No, not in the being sense of the world. I wouldn't feel, but as this, as this expression, yeah, you have a sort of modicum amount of responsibility, don't you? I would say I see it more as accountability. I don't feel like I'm responsible for things, but I have a very graphic description with alcoholism, which is sort of like a parasite to me, and so. You know, I was accountable for what happened because I was sort of like the like the the, uh, the vehicle that you know was used to drive to the bank. Yes, 
but I'm not responsible. It's sort of like a dog. If my dog shits on the neighbor's lawn, you know, I'm, I'm not responsible. I didn't shit on his lawn. I'm accountable. I'll clean it up, but I probably won't think about it much. I won't be embarrassed by it. Yes? So I feel here, as an action figure, I'm accountable in this court. This is like as in Rome, do as the Romans do. You're not going to go up in front of a court yet in this country and say, oh, I didn't kill that person because there is no person, and I'm going to use the non-duality uh, you know, to get off. It's a new, I'm setting a new president. Did I really kill somebody? I don't think there was a person, and there was no person, you know. I don't think you'll be in jail at night. So, no, no. so there's like, um, you have to see, the course would call them levels, manifestations of level. You're, you ask a question, let's say on one level, and it has, its answer is on that level. So it's like, yes, accountable and responsibility. Now, on another level, that's not the answer. Yes? But if on this level you try to use, if the mental state tries to use this lev- this as leverage here, it doesn't fucking work. I did it when I first heard this message years and years ago. I remember I was living in Australia, and I got into it. I really liked the idea, especially presented as not being the doer and stuff. So the mental state like like that. So I was with my girlfriend, and she left, and I had some chores to do. When she, she got back home, she realized I hadn't washed the dishes. She says, Paul, why didn't you wash the dishes? I said, there's no Paul to wash the dishes. So she said, fuck you, Paul, wash the dishes. So my head, my head tried to use this message quite a lot, but it's sort of like a coyote in the desert when it runs into a desert tortoise. It tries to roll it around. It, it can't get in after a few minutes, and it leaves. It loses interest in it. That's sort of what the mental state happens to the mental state. It will try to make a lot out of this message, but it's going to run out of it. Nothing's going to happen. Absolutely nothing. And they, so I see a lot of people, that's people who are addicted to experiences, they will not stay at messages of non-duality. There's no fucking way. They want to have a, they want spirituality to be a spectacle. They want to have experiences. They want to feel like they're getting super better. Or like that. This isn't what's on offer here. So it's, it's based on the store you come in. So for me, the whole point here is nothing. You don't. You come in with it. You get nothing. You leave with nothing. And if you people who know me, they come back ten years later. Paul, have you added any new things? No. <laughs> it's the same fucking message every freaking year. And now it's even gotten more whittled down because basically you can't go any farther back to where the self thing of Ramana says. I don't see. It's there's nothing more really to go over other than that first little hiccup, which is the the presupposing of a non-existent thing and then wanting to be free as the non-existent thing. That's it. Other After that or before that, that's us. Yeah? We're that, which we're also during and after it, but that's where it can seem to be forgot. If it produces its effect, then after it, we don't know that. Yeah? But before, it's obviously with that and that this is like an like a possibility or an assumption or a presupposing, hey, maybe you like to bite into this. You're a non-existent thing. Wanting to get salvation for you as a non-existent thing. <laughs> okay. And then the story of Paul goes. Now, does it mean it has to continue? No, the story will. But then the mind can lift off quite easily because it was never adhered to it. It's just seemingly the way it's going. Nothing ever happened here. 
There's nothing that has to be undone. There was no doing of it. The undone is prior to the doing, not after the doing. Because if it's after, there'll be doing the do again, and then undoing, and then doing and undoing. You can't get out of the commerce of this place. Every coin here is two-sided. If you believe you achieve something, you're going to believe you can lose it. That's not fucking worthy of achievement. The only thing worthy of achievement can't be achieved. It's what we are. It's always available at all times with no requirement necessary. And it doesn't have to look enthusiastic or loving-gazy or nothing. It's just dog shit awareness. You're just awake to being awake. Yes? So there, at one time, you did not have this uh, realization that you have now. You came it's not a realization. Or, okay, what, what, what would you call it? And then I'll call it, call it that. What would I call it? Yeah, what is it that you have now that you used to be not have? I hate to get into these things, but I don't have anything now. But I know where you're going. So somehow, in time, it looked like I didn't have something, and then something happened, and now I seem to have it. All right? Okay. So here's the story. Let's say we're in a movie. But that's not my question. Oh, no. I can can say it. I can say it there. I'm sorry. All right, so now um, you... um, I guess, so right now, I think that I am this um, long-lasting independent entity or whatever. That's what I think I am. Now, if I find out (laughs) that I'm not that, that I I am that, I am, I think you used the term mind, that, then will there be less identification with thought? I mean, thoughts will keep going and going yes. and going. But, but it won't it, be you less identified. It won't be you less identified. There'll be less identification with thought, but it won't be you that's less identified. So there, there will be less identification less identifying with thoughts. Yeah, because as, as you opened this, you, you said, I think something. See, what came after it was the product of the think. Yeah, so you are, you are, I am, but you said, I think I am. See, as soon as it's I think I am, that I am is not. That comes after the I am, the think. Yeah, the thinking neuters it. So there was the I am, and then you said, I think I am. As soon as I think I am, that's not. <laughs> yes, you see it? So it's when the thinking doesn't have the sway it has now, they'll just be the I am. Right now, we're more, more interested in I think I am or I think I'm not. But in fact, when the thinking weakens, it's I am, <laughs> I am, I am not, baba. Yes? I just wanted some comfort. Yeah. There would be some less identification with thoughts. Oh, yes. For sure. I, but I didn't know the words. But see, it won't be you that will be enjoying it. Oh, <laughs> See, that's why you have an interest of having less identification as thought. You have the interest is born as being a thinker of it. Right. 
Yes, that's the point. The real, the real relief is from all the interests. In other words, in a lot of ways, you seem to be totally disinterested. In a lot of ways, because all the interest that was going to all that shit that comes after I think I am now doesn't go there anymore. It, and so therefore, it doesn't. It's not carried out here by the same vehicle, the thinking, yeah? So your interest gets usually shifted quite a lot. Not your interest, but interest, it does. Where does it go? If it doesn't go to what? I think it goes here, right now. To the now? Well, yeah, there's nowhere else for it to go. That's the beauty of it. So it's sort of like, you ever hear of faith, you know, faith, they talk about faith a lot, and then there's other faiths like Islam, Buddhism, whatever, Christianity. But for me, faith is a force of mind, big M mind, faith, yeah? And its its expression here in manifestation is going to be based on the vehicle it's put in. So there's clear examples of it. When there's faith in the thought system, that faith in the thought system is going to produce tons of anxiety out of what's not happening. Because the thought system's main grazing area is yesterday and tomorrow. So you're going to produce a lot of effects out of imaginary fields. Not based on the fields, because they're imaginary. Not based on the thoughts, the seeds which are imaginary, but on mind, faith, yeah? And then at that same faith, if something else is distributing it, let's say, something non-selfish, non-self, whatever, just a different modality, now that faith enriches your day right now. Yeah. It's allowing an easing comfort and an ability to just accept circumstances as they are with no effort or thought. It just comes with its nature, so to speak. So the faith is going to... It's, everyone's in tons of faith right now. Faithing, faithing is the main thing going on here, really, in the dream. is faithing. And it matters what vehicle it's put in. I have a very distinct, seemingly long period of experience with the faith in the thought system. And that drove me to fucking shoot dope in my neck to get relieved. Tons of shit happened from there. I believed everything that was being said up there. And I followed it like a foot soldier. And I lived in a lot of fear rooted in what's not happening. That's based all on faith. Now the faith has been redistributed and it brings a sense of satisfaction and contentment being right in this little humble room with us humble people. Yes. Just chilled out. It's the same energy. It's just, its effect is going to be based on the vehicle it's put in. And you basically are a distribution center, really. Something's going to take over you and it's going to express for you. It could be the mental state or it could be what you call the spirit state, but it's going to. Yeah? One's always available at all times. The other one thrives in time. Yeah? One is timeless, one is being, it's not culminating, it's not trying to fulfill itself, it's just expressing. The other is totally inherently empty, and it's quite agitated and anxious about that. So it's constantly has a desire to become and unbecome, and that's the mental state all day. And how, one second, so how can you use activity, like a Zen, great Zen master said, how can, if... How can you use uh, activity to produce stillness? That would be activity. So this is what's happening. The mental state in selfing is constantly agitated. 
It's in the desire to become something it thinks it's not and to unbecome something it thinks it is. Basically doing it's like a slinky on a, an eternal staircase. Just going here, 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 Yes. Yes? Now what happens if this faith is resting somewhere else? Let's say in the being, then this life is seen as an expression, you're seen as being used, you're seen as a brush that an artist is using. And you find out by the painting as it's coming through, you have no fucking idea. These kind of qualities start becoming obvious. You see the choreography of the place. You see tons of coincidence become the norm. Loud, millions of vignettes with certain people. It's, just, it's a lovely orchestration. Yeah, it's the same, 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 same uh, uh, stuff. It's just how it's been seen, how it gets collated, how it gets presented. Yeah? To me, it's like a huge upgrade, let's say, if you look at it as a computer. You get upgraded. It's iOS nothing. (laughs) Wireless, no wires, nothing. (laughs) See, if I had something to sell... Uh, Sep shirts, I do have some to sell. I have a good reading. I do have some shirts to sell, which I love to sell. But if I had something to sell, I couldn't come here, man. I hate, I don't, this is, I've never shown up at any meeting I've ever done. And when I go home and I tell about my, this, this event, all I can talk about is the lunch I had, the people I saw, the latte I drank. I, there's nothing I can say about this. It's all inherently empty. It's just, it's like I have a, every talk I've ever done is just a big fucking hole in time. And it's just like the coyote. My mental state was the coyote trying to get into that desert tortoise. It gave up and now it's fucking concerned. So I'd like to get a shirt at a thrift store or a latte. Very meager goals now. (laughs) I hope they can have some gluten free bread for me. It's like it's big yearnings. (laughs) And you just get, you know, it's traveling lighter. I have a question. Yes. So, like, with this. Okay, so the thing is that, like, you, you're constantly trying to, like, own whatever's going on. You know? You're not. The head is. You're not. Right, but still, there, that's what this thing does. I mean, that's what I do. Like, okay, so yes, yeah, so even if I say it's not me, I immediately, like, okay, well, I want to see differently. You know what I mean? That, like, how do you get out of that? How do you... By realizing... Like, okay, so then there's the person that's trying to get out of it. So let's exactly, say... Exactly, but see, the realization is you're not that which wants to get out. Just try it that way. I bet you the tumblers of the lock move. Yes? The escape is... There is the wisdom... The great wisdom is of no escape. You cannot escape from an imaginary place. So all this, all this turbulence and tying knots, yes, it keeps happening, and it seems to happen to you and from you, but it doesn't. See, that's the good news. When all said and done, nothing ever happened, really. Yeah, you are that what you have always been and always will be. Your consciousness, has your consciousness ever dimmed down? The most ugliest thing you saw, just as clear as you saw the most beautiful thing, yes? The aperture, oh, no, no, no. That's what we're like. It's always open, always available at all times, with no thought or effort. 
Yeah, you can rest there. Now, there's lots of thought and effort the action figure may have to go through, but there's there's no thought and effort in being what you are. Why? That's why we do so much thought and effort because this is what we're not. We can't. We're trying to find peace as if we're really this, and if we get to the bottom and I can just be me, everything would be fine. But that me isn't you. That's why it's always still agitated. But if you fell into what you are, in a sense, and that's just a picture, there's no falling into it. You're in it now. But if it's something allowed you to have a, a sense of 51% of the stock, just go on to the being side. Yeah? It really doesn't, you know, it doesn't break out in sweats much. It really doesn't. <laughs> it's not concerned about losing itself. It really isn't. It's not concerned about getting more of itself. It just is. Yeah? It's a very stabilizing, and it's not that exciting. <laughs> really, it's so much more exciting to lose something and then find it than to just always be it. <laughs> I mean, how how you? Oh, you know, I'm just like I was yesterday. <laughs> always, I'm still exactly like I've always been. Wow, wow. hang up. I mean, you know, how long is the conversation going to go? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I went through this. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But hey, nothing's fine. Could never happen to me. <laughs> you wouldn't even call. <laughs> You're not blogging. <laughs> Everything's totally okay, man. People try to get you on Facebook to get you engaged with like spiritual diatribes on Facebook. Fucking unbelievable. This just blows my mind. How could you have any kind of real communication writing shit down? You gotta see somebody, yes? Yeah? Uh, some, I do, yes. I like presence, you know, not like <coughs> sitting there and writing up and then... I mean, I used to, when I first ran into it, I used to call them spiritual... What were they? Uh, non-dual Pharisees, right? They have the letter of the law perfect, but maybe they're losing the spirit, you know? Like, oh, you said I! You said me! <laughs> you said a what? A something pronoun. Oh, no! You're, you're, you're off the game. The non-duality, purity game. You're out. Next contestant. He was a great master for 20 years. Okay, I read you out. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know, you know? Yes. Yes, you again. I was listening to you one on YouTube. You made a statement that really had an impact on it, but I didn't understand it, which I'm sure you did. You said that's great. But you said that the mind, it can only go in the past or the future. It can't. It doesn't, you just went to the fact that it doesn't have the light or something. It has no light yes. to stay in now. Yeah. Well, I was, so the next day when I had my quiet time thing, I realized you were right. <laughs> yeah. Those thoughts, they're either there or there. Yeah. They're never here. But, and so. Well, they're here, but they're about there and there. Yeah. Well, but so Carolyn and Ted told me that. That my mind is asking why, and I'm sure Carol was right. That my mind wants to know why is it that this can't stay? In, what did you mean by <laughs> by saying that, that it has no light to stay in the now? I don't understand. Well, you're explaining it really well right now. No, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> what? <laughs> you are. 
<laughs> First of all, that the mental state, right? The thoughts are now. Yes? But the thoughts, when entertained, yes? When entertained by that which saying that it's having the thoughts, they imply past and future. And then what comes up is you as a body. Yes? Okay. Yeah. So here, there's really no evidence, like Douglas Harding's old story about him having no head. Yeah? You're basically just a space. You never see your head unless you see a mirror. You see everyone else's, but you really don't get to see you all day. Yeah? So let's say, so you're really the space holding for all this to happen. So the mental state arises now. Yeah? But then, when it reads, when it opens up its own little progenies, it, it, a picture of you as a body goes, is seen. Let's say if you're thinking about yesterday, you're th- while you're thinking about yesterday, first of all, not you, but when the thinking about yesterday is going on, there's a picture or a sense that you're a body arising now. Yes? And when you're worrying about you in the future, the, the worrying is a remembering of being a body now. It's never in the future, yeah? And when you're having a memory of something in the past, the feeling of it is now. And so what you get is a sense of a body by thinking about you in the past and the future. You get a sense that you're the body. This is how it's reinforcing the identification, yeah? So that mental state has, is more like a moon to the sun. It's, it's living on a reflection of the light, Yes? It's living on a reflection of the light. So that which is, is being reflected by the mental state, and it's being used as like a spotlight on that which you aren't. Yeah? So it uses the thoughts and everything to generate, to generate a sense, and then the mind fills in the outline, so to speak. And, oh, I'm a body. Yes? It's a production. You've got to see it. It's amazing. That's why you have so many thoughts, and most of the thoughts have nothing to do with right now. They have to do with you later and before. Yeah? So it's like two gears the mental state goes in. Backward, forward, backward, forward. Because if it stops, right, it doesn't have an engine. Yeah? Its fuel is like smoke and mirrors, yeah? So if it ever arrived here, you would see exactly what it is, which it isn't. Oh. Yes. Because it could never arrive here. There's nothing there to arrive. It's empty. Go to a house, yes, like they use this self-inquiry, who am I? Go to a house and you knock on it a thousand times and no one shows up at the door. No one's home. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's indicating something. <laughs> There's nobody home. You know, oh, but I think there's someone. I assume somebody. Nope, nobody home. <laughs> But see, in past residences, you can appear. In future residences, you appear. So when the thought system knocks on the past, you show up as a body, When seemingly. When it knocks on the future, you show up as a body. But here, right now, you knock, no one's answering. See it. Ask, use who am I? Ask that question. What, what does it do? It says me. Ask who's me. No one ever fucking shows up. That's you. <laughs> That's your original face in Zen. There is no face. You're there. You're totally so there. And it's like you knocking on the door to find you. <laughs> it's when it, well, it's like the fish, you know. 
if you think something happened to you and you wake up seemingly, but if you wake up to the fact that it's always been the case, is that really a happening? Is that really like, did that, late, did that lady really lose her necklace and then find it? Or, in fact, the necklace had never not been there. It's always been there. So really, no one has an event of an awakening. Because basically, you're, you're seemingly coming to, to the fact of what has always been. I wouldn't call that a happening. I would call that, that so-ness would negate all the other seemingly happenings. When that, that happening occurs, which is always happening, it negates all the other stories about what we thought has happened. Yeah? So to me, there isn't, there is, you know, we have stories about this, a radical shift occurred. But a radical shift occurred in that which is always occurring. How could you say it occurred? For something to occur, it implies that it wasn't occurring before. And that's how it seems in the storyline. But when it happens, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like nothing ever fucking happened. This has always been this way. It's never not been this way. It isn't like it's suddenly, this thing got demolished and then suddenly it shows up. It's like it shows up and then negates everything else you thought had been showing up. Not with a giant sword. It's just like, what? Nothing, none of that was happening. It was dreaming. I mean, it doesn't, you don't, you don't get it like on an installment plan. It just rushes in and it's like, it just, and it's not like a vicious negating. It just says, hey, all the happenings you think you've had haven't happened. There's been no you to them to happen to. Like that. So how, you know what I mean? So it's great. That's how I see it. So I don't talk about any awakening because I'm awake now, in a sense. We all are. It's not like I'm awake separating me. We're all awake. Yeah? There was never a moment. It hasn't been the case, so how could anything have happened? How could I have become awake to what's always awake? As soon as you become awake to what's always awake, it's obvious it's always been awake. So there was, in hindsight, you never came to awakeness. Yeah? Because it's always been awake. You see it? It's just riffing, but, you know, it's just, here, you have an awakening. <laughs> so, all right, whatever. There's an event. I'm going to destroy my career somewhere, you see. There's an event. But what you seem to wake up to has always been available. So, in time, after the awakening, the, the, the story will be told that suddenly this radical shift happened, but did it? Did the necklace ever get lost? Even though when she believed the necklace was lost, she was in misery, and then when she believed she found the necklace, she was in joy, but she didn't really find the necklace, so the finding the necklace didn't produce the joy, because the necklace had already always been there. Yeah? So, yes, and neither or exactly. So, but the point is, if this, you know, a lot of things have happened, but when this dawns on you, it's not like a lot of things happening. It's it's that which is always happening. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a very very emphatic, comprehensive. So, 
you know, in language, of course, it's going to sound like we were doing this and then something happened, but in this, from that, from there, it doesn't look like that at all. Yeah? It's always been that way. And my historical action figure has no history, really. So is that dawning a random event? Hmm? Is that dawning a random event? It happens to some rosebuds, but not others, and that's it? Yeah, but all of them are rosebuds. Sure, but the, 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 they don't all have that dawning. It didn't occur to all of them. And now, some of them are probably a lot happier not having the dawning. <laughs> not everybody wearing that necklace saw the necklace, like the woman saw it after she was told, oh, you already got it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I see it. I, I, why she No, I don't think the, the, that wanting to dawn on them just watch to see if it was heisted. That there's a sense of you that want, you wanted to dawn on them. Yeah, just to see, just kept, if you catch the burglar in the house, it gets very meek. It just walks out of the garage and leaves everything alone. So just see that it. That gets back to, if you're going to uh, watch for the heist, that means you're looking at, uh, you're, you're having to look at yourself. But you're seeing, so you're not really doing much of that. You're just seeing. Yeah, you have all the quality yeah, there. If you don't look, that's for sure. No, you'll see a whole lot more if you don't look. <laughs> the looking sort of concentrates it. Seeing is much more dispersed. But there's a lot more revealed in seeing than looking. Looking cuts out a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, because there's a certain intention, and then there's a concept, a lingering one of what you look, you know, mm-hmm. what you, how it's going to look. Mm-hmm. And seeing is much more dispersed maybe and wide. Maybe the looking makes space for the seeing. Maybe the seeing doesn't unfold. Uh, it can be used to do that, but I'm not necessarily so. But it can be used to do it, yeah. Usually by disappointing, by by incredible disappointment, you've looked and looked and looked. And you've never been able to find, and then there's an exhaustion in the looking. People's lives from birth. And that, yeah, and then that, that exhaustion can be useful. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 see, I kind of see that as a spiritual path that's kind of universal. It's like everybody goes through that experience from birth. A lot of people with yeah, you you look and you look and you look, and you never seem to find. And so, therefore, there's an exhaustion, or the system c- collapses, and then there's an obvious scene. Yes? Not everybody gets to that point of exhaustion, or they're, they're looking in the wrong direction, or they're, they're trying too hard. Or well, that's why, this, that's why these talks, uh, that's where I, why I go. I feel like a warning on the cigarette pack. <laughs> no, really, literally. I'm just, t- just like one of my most favorite stuff is the course and stuff. And one of its main objectives is to save you time. So I lived, in a way, based on the template that I was attempting to describe today. All the meditation I was doing was being used to emphasize the meditator. Yeah? It's a very tricky little heist. And it was being carried on all the while I was looking for the goals of nobility and spirit and everything like that. And it has no respect for any lineage or any gold or 20,000 year program. It will use it. And so by seeing that, 
Yeah. By seeing that, and maybe the seeing became more contrasting because I had been so intently looking for it that there was it brought about not brought about, but the system just worked well where there was a collapsibility to it. Yeah, I saw that Jesus Christ that it was pointless what I've been doing, completely pointless, and it shocked me because the only identity I had at that time was I was a house painter and I wasn't really that good of one, and I was a good spiritual seeker. That was the only identity. That's all I had going for me, in a way. And then that was pulled out from underneath me. And it was like, really, really, like, the mental state went on, a lot of five alumnus. But for some reason, I didn't try to do anything about it. And then I saw that I was that which I am, before I went to talks, during talks, after talks, went bad days, good days, and then... It, the untouchability of it became obvious that I, as this, had nothing to do with it, really. Yeah? And then it became that which is obvious became obvious. And yet, not only that, but see, that to me, a lot of people it becomes obvious to, and then the mental state arises, and they, it, that's used to drive them fucking crazy the rest of their life because they feel like they blew it or they lost it. Yeah? See, I saw that heist. See, I got to see, I got to see the burglar, and then I got to see the burglar before the burglar, and then the burglar before that burglar, and then the burglar before that burglar. And there was a point where it stopped, and I haven't seen anything ever since. Boom, yeah? But it was about six or seven of them. I recognized something. It was beautiful, really. I went to a satsang like this. I was just sitting there. First one I think I ever went to. And this lady said something, so I raised my hand, and I said, wow, I just want to share. I came in here, and I was, I was, there was seeing of the mental states, emotional states, this and that, but I thought it was me seeing them. And now I realized that was a mental state, seeing the mental state, yeah? And then this set off a trigger where the aperture, let's say here, yeah? See, this is safe realization, when they open up like this. This is when it gets really good, when it opens up like this. And then you are seen <laughs> from a different point. <laughs> so here it was. So it went like this. So the aperture opened up. I see the ma- I get I get to see the burglar. Was this all in one? Uh... No, no, for a couple months. Okay. But this other things happened. But this is a good way of showing it. So the aperture opened up. And then what I called me was now on this side of the camera. I got a good glimpse, all right? I'm walking, I'm doing my thing, and then suddenly the next burglar that was saying it was behind the camera was revealed. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm seeing that which is seeing that which is seeing that. And then, I'm, all right, I'm there, I'm totally clear and everything like this. Suddenly, I see another one. And then I had seven of them, and then it never happened again. Because my mind had like the hundred monkey. It saw it, and they realized the mental state's always going to arise and attempt to claim the space that it's in. Not contextual, but in. It's going to say, I'm the context, looking at the content. Like Ramana has a great story of, there's the movie of life, you're sitting in your auditorium, you realize it's not real. Yeah, But there's an assumption, a subtle one, that you are, you're the reality seeing it. And he says, the circle's bigger, you sitting in the auditorium is included. And never that, you, that sitting, is never going to be on the other side of the camera. It's always, and that's what happened. I saw seven, let's say, 
mental incarnations of it, and I realized I had like the hundred monkey thing, and went boom. And it says that's what it does. It's just always going to say that it's the one that's seeing when all there is is seeing. It was, it was awesome, yeah? It was pretty cool. And then it went back, I feel, as far as it could go, and the ball was put down, and that was it. What are you going to do? And I haven't had an answer since, or an ex, or a turbocharged you know, addition to the answer. And, I, and the beautiful thing, I've never looked for another answer, so to me, obviously, it's been the last answer. And all I've been doing is entertaining it now, because that's what mine does. It entertains. It's entertaining all this. It can entertain that. Yeah. Isn't it beautiful how, for each instrument, so to speak, it plays a different tune, and it's not that one is any better or any worse than the others. They're just all different tunes, and, and we we hear and resonate with some tunes better than others. And to me, that's one of the beauties of having people come and talk is that we can hear other melodies. Yeah. Well, we're all different flutes, but it's the same breath. You know? Some have more holes than others. (laughs) 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 But really, yes, for sure. Yeah, it's just whatever. Certain things resonate with me. Others, other things don't, you know. All those years in uh, AA, do you think you that Again, you know, here as a storyteller, yeah, of course, because, you know, I used to spend, I used to go on retreats all the time, shooting cocaine. Ten days I'd be up, but we had no food, you know, and man, it was, you would go to extreme states where the beast was really fucking furious. Also, you'd enter delirium, which would be a relief from it, and then you go into a comedic state. But I saw, you know, selfing. You know, I saw selfing. I was the bu- I was the b- the butt end of it for many years, and so n- now it's nice to see it from some other place than underneath it. Yeah, but there was lots to learn. I mean, you learn a lot about it by living under it, but that's not going to lead to a solution. But if the solution dawns, that will be used to reform others. And because what this message to me is, is really uh, we're always talking about what we're not, in my view. I don't think, if you're going to teach anything, it's going to be teaching about what you're not, with the point of seeing you're not that. You can't teach what you are, obviously, because you're being what you are. Yeah, but we can t- you can teach what we're not. So to me, that's why I, I like the word inviter. I'm just inviting people. I've never taken a position of being a teacher, except maybe teaching about what we're not. Because I'll do I do that, but I never talk about what we are much because it's um, what's the point? You are it. To me, it's more about finding out. Yeah, you'll find out what you are by knowing what you're not. It'll become more obvious for sure. Because if you don't know what you're not, you'll be taking yourself to be it. That's the dilemma. Yeah, that's what I saw with satsangs. People were hearing a very good message, but there was a person hearing the message. 
that's what has to be directed. You got to look at that, or because they were new to every message you hear. Doesn't, and then they'll go to tw- 20 teachers and nothing will get through because what it's getting through to is the non-existent thing it's claiming it and you never get the message Yeah, you get its, its idea of the message which you're going to do something you're going to have something and then you're going to live in tons of fear that you're going to lose that's something you did yeah. Some words might come out that might be the brick in the pavement for somebody and make them make that aperture open up. Yeah. 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 That's what happened for me. It came through through reading some specific words in a letter. Yeah. And it was two, two, first one, and then two weeks later, the, the other one. Just exactly like you described it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And then that's the starting and end point. And then it's just entertaining. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, different, you know, uh, different personalities, different trial chemistry. Give a different message. This, the mind is always entertaining. Give it a message that's worthy of its entertainment, which is nothing. <laughs> nothing is the gift that keeps on giving, really. Nothing will never disappoint you. <laughs> it isn't. It's the most beautiful, freaking, out in plain sight gift of all gifts. Nothing. So, that's it, I think, eh? Thank you. Hey, thank you for having me. And look at the shirts, please. Yeah, here's my mail. My mail.